He's so just so soft spoken. He's not a loud fuck like I am. Yeah, you are a loud fuck. I don't know why that <laughs> mic, that mic feels a little bit better. That feels sounds, pretty good. It sounds good. Yeah, I don't have any that, issues. That with feels it. good. Yeah, but I'm a loud fuck. So yeah, you loud fuck. I'll take that title. Cheers, loud fuck. Love you. <laughs> Cheers, King. Good to see, you, man. It's been uh, a minute. What two weeks? Uh, yeah, yeah. I couldn't make the last one. Yeah. Backpacking Uari. How'd that go? Uh, it was fine. We did like we had thirty-seven scouts. I drove the bus there. Ooh. Um. Luckily, I had a backup driver. I he I agreed to drive at night. We left here at five thirty, so we got there at like nine nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Then we backpacked about a mile and a half to our campsite that night. That night. Dude. Yeah, we got to the campsite that we were supposed that we'd normally always use. We got there, the parking lot was full, so that was a bad that was a bad sign. And uh it's first come, first serve. Sure. So the one we that get the one that troop always uses, we got there at eleven o'clock at night, eleven thirty, and there was people like already like tense up. And we got thirty seven kids that are like loud and like it I mean, people were popping their heads out of the tents, like telling us to like move on and like shut the hell up at these 10, 11, 12 year old. So nice. Well, luckily, Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Hippies. Luckily, we pushed past them a little bit and found a, a good spot not too far. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't lay in my hammock until one thirty. Dude, so we had to help all the kids get their stuff set up. That's when you strike a match on the <laughs> upwind side of the other campers. Uh-huh. You say, "Give us just a minute, and we'll have plenty of spots." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fun. It was kind of. It was cold that night. Uh, I got a pretty cool hammock <clears throat> set up. I got like. Insulating uh, yeah. under quilt and rain fly, and I was okay. It was a little cold, about three or four o'clock in the morning, but then it was perfect Saturday night. And we we did a big hike Saturday, and then um, it came well, hiked back out Sunday. I can only imagine. You said it was a little cold. I would have been a popsicle. Yes. and dead. Hypothermia it was like it was instantly. like it was thirty six, thirty seven yep. degrees, froze to death. <laughs> yeah. Melissa went camping with Andrew. For scout camp this past weekend, and it was thirty-one degrees Saturday night. No, Mm-mm. I'm yeah. good as long as I'm prepared for that. But well, she is. She's real good. She's. We have these. Uh, either those big reflective, um, emergency type blankets. We put. We put. We got ground moving pads, the big thick ones that you can put like movers use. We'll put that in the floor to insulate it. And she had you know the air mattress and her and Andrews. We have a double sleeping bag that that was just sleeping, and she'll take the emergency blankets and suspend it. Right over the bed, so it cuts the tent in half. So that's what kills you. Uh, like you yeah. go family camping, you've got these like eight man tents, twelve man tents that are as tall as this room. You lose all your heat. Right. Yeah. That's why we have backpacking tents that we use for the troop because it insulates you pretty good. It's it's not that bad. Sure. But yeah, I, she, I didn't know that part about the uh, the the volume. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. That and everybody but, wears everybody uses air mattresses. That saps your heat. That's like sitting on a block of ice because all that air is getting cold. Damn it! Yeah. So yeah. there's th- things you can do, like the, the the moving blankets help to insulate the ground from sapping that. I and mean, there's not much you can do about an air mattress. You just have a good sleeping bag, cover it with something. But. Yeah. I'm pretty limited on my camping, but Dad took a load of chips, like wood chips, out to the property, uh-huh. and we, you know, like made like little body spots. It was so warm. <laughs> we were like opening up everything uh-huh. and trying to get airflow because of. You ever seen that? Like wood chips, they're decomposing pretty fast. Right, so they're producing their own heat. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like exothermic. Laying, yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, <laughs> but when you're going all the way to Yuvari, you're not taking a load of chips. No. With you. Yeah. 
We do teach kids stuff like that, though. Yeah. Like insulating leaves on the ground. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. one of the camping merit badges, they have to go out, create a shelter, and sleep in it at night with just like a sleeping bag, maybe a ground pad, and a pillow. We had to do the same thing in um, land search class. Yeah. You have to do the same thing, but it's you don't get any of that. You get a tarp and a certain length of paracord, and that's yeah, that's what you get. So how about that? Yeah, I think you could bring a sleeping bag because I had a sleeping bag because otherwise I would still be in the woods, frozen popsicle. <laughs> yeah, what's that movie? Like the end of The Shining. Yeah, with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, there was another movie where they it might have been Everest or something like that where they passed one of the hikers. It was still frozen oh, in yeah. the ice. That would be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so. That's so. Weird that those bodies are there, and that's their trail markers. Well, there's Fred. You know, he died 30 years ago, still preserved, Block perfectly frozen. Yeah, and that's just their, that's the shirt, the Sherpas. That's what that's yeah. what they use as their trail markers. That's crazy. Yeah, they're all up there. <laughs> Can't take them out. Ain't nobody thought about chipping them bastards away. They're perfectly preserved, dude. That's crazy. You know what? I mean, that's kind of a cool. It's like a, I mean, a living memorial to you. Like it's you died. It sucked, but. I wonder if they have the perfectly preserved, of like, like giving an indication. Yeah, could they, <laughs> <laughs> could they have died pointing the right way? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they could have been repositioned after. Like, well, Fred's yeah. obviously not going yep. anywhere. Oh, he's gone. Quick, move him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Mike would have changed it to. <laughs> <laughs> A scowl on the really look on your face, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, dude. Mm-mm-mm. 37 youngins. 30, that was a lot. It was a big, that's the biggest group we've had, but we haven't, they don't normally go every year, but uh, last year we obviously didn't do it. So there's two groups of kids that needed to go, plus some older boys that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did Eric Moon go with you? He's not in my troop. Okay. I got you. He had, I, I heard him talking about some kind of big trip like that, so I didn't know if it was the same. No. No, he's not in my troop. Does his youngins do scouts? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe a time thing. He's always camping anyway. Yeah, that he's, dude's on the go. He's a survivor. He is. He's something. Mm-hmm. Dude's always on the go. Going to Alaska and whatnot. Yeah, it's cool to hear his stories on those Alaska yeah. trips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get him in here and listen to some mm-hmm. of them stories. That's a great idea. For sure. So what do you do with 37? Like, do you set up like a grid like you're a, you know, battalion? No. So, you know, troop method's boy-led. So the leaders are more of guides you got older boys that are in charge. And so they got a problem. They're supposed to go through them. It's kind of tough with my son because um, he's just constantly coming to me wanting to do stuff. I'm like, stop. No, I'm not here. Yeah. Yeah. If you're dying, cool. I, I got you. But right, right. Go to the older boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they take care of them. They make the schedule. They, you know, make the announcements, lead everything. And we're there is a make sure kids don't die. Make sure they don't get lost. Is that part of their project? Yeah, like so, yeah okay. as you grow, like certain rank requirements, like as you get uh, into the higher ranks, then there's leadership requirements. Okay. So it's, 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 it's a, you have your patrol, it's called the patrol method. So you have your patrol, you have a patrol leader. Then at the troop level, you have um, kids that are assistant, um, like quartermasters. Uh, then you have the assistant patrol leaders. And then the senior patrol leader is the highest kid in there and he reports to the scoutmaster and then i'm an assistant scoutmaster so i basically go and they have stuff to get checked off on so i'll they'll come to me like hey i want to get checked off on these knots so i'll just go out and sit down with them verify that they know it 
they usually get tested on it with the kids beforehand. And then whenever they're ready for rank advancements, I'll do what's called a Scoutmaster Conference, where we kind of go through everything in that rank and make sure they can proficiently say it, you know, yeah. proficiently do it. That's yeah. awesome. We've Me and Pops have talked about doing some public land, like hunting trips, which it would, I mean, that's what it would involve is backpacking and mm-hmm. going into the backcountry and all that kind of stuff. We just hadn't taken the opportunity to do I'm not going to say we don't have, haven't had the opportunity. We just hadn't taken it. And I don't know. I think that part would be kind of fun. I just mm-hmm. get nervous, dude, because, like, <clears throat> I know how big the elk was that I killed this year, mm-hmm. and I can't – there's guys that do it all the time, and they live for it. But I can't imagine trying to pack that thing out. And it depends on where you're at. They have different rules that apply as far as, uh, like, for Virginia for is a good example. You know, they have an elk season up there that's open to non-residents, but – you have to have like the carcass intact because it has to be tested by game and fish. Why? Uh, disease and stuff um, like that. Yeah. <clears throat> chronic waste disease is a yeah. is a big thing. Dude, those uh, videos the, of chronic waste is yeah. Nuts. That's a big thing in the the wild game mm-hmm. industry. So they have to be tested, and you can leave the gut pile and mark it on GPS and then send that in, or and then some might require you to leave the carcass intact and this and that. So. It's, it's weird, but I mean, can you imagine if you had to gut just gut a seven hundred and fifty pound animal and then attempt to somehow manage to get that out of a you know a ten mile side of a mountain? I, I, I don't know how you would do it. That's wild. To, to yeah, even think I mean, about. I have a team. Yeah, I guess you'd have to quarter it up. But see, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what the rules would say. What's mm. considered a full carcass? Does it have to be intact, or can you quarter it? Or uh, I don't know. So there's there's a lot of a lot of hoops to jump jump through to try to figure those things out before you can just go out there and you know yeah the last thing you'd want to do is go out there and spend all this time and all this effort to get an animal and then go about it the wrong way and get back to the truck and the game won't be sitting there and he take it from you because they will yeah. they will absolutely take it from you mm. right then and write you a fat ticket <laughs> yeah so that would be incredibly discouraging so that part makes me nervous about going to do that kind of stuff yeah I can I can see why. Yeah, it's different if it's a you know 150 pound whitetail. You know, we just put that <laughs> put that bad boy in the mystery ranch backpack and get on about our business. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, uh, is there testing like that for deer as well? I'm sure there is. And well, that's in, what it affects them too. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm sure there is in some parts of the state. When, down around here, we don't have to we don't have to worry about it so much. Um, of course, I don't know that we have a, a CWD issue disease problem around mm-hmm. here like they do other places lucky us <clears throat> i don't know if it's just because i mean we got a lot of cattle and stuff too i don't i don't know it's just we've never had much of a cwd thing around here chronic waste disease yeah i'm but i'm unaware what is it it's going to make some like zombies uh, isn't it it is it's where um looks like leprosy like excuse me like they're they're dying like they look like zombies are dying and they're you start decomposing very, from the inside yeah, they out. They start basically. decomposing, yeah, and they start, and then eventually it starts affecting the brain to where they start doing like just their behaviors. Yeah, real they weird. go nuts, kind of go AWOL, go weird. But it's it's just it comes from them. I'm sure I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to tell you the best that I can remember. But it comes from being around and eating mm. things that were around decomposing carcasses. So okay. The, 
You see what I'm saying? Does yeah, that yeah. kind of make sense? Like yeah. a polluted water source that, you know, an animal could die in, which happens all the time. Whitetails die in water. All, I mean, I'm not going to say it's rare, but it's it's not really uncommon mm-hmm. to find it's just some whitetails. Of, of bacteria or yeah, something. Organism basically. that gets in there. Hmm. But we've not had a big problem with it here. Michigan's got a huge problem with it. Like, bad. Like what, Up in the Uppers, the, yeah. the upper part? Yeah, and it's it's filtering on down. I'm sure I could probably take about five minutes on Google and figure out a lot more about it. But they, uh, I know up there in Michigan, they got a pretty pretty substantial issue with it. Like, almost, I think it's like one out of every two animals is affected by it. And that makes that the meat not edible. Like, you can't you can't eat it. Yeah. So If I can't eat it, I don't want to kill it. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you were just controlling that disease, like if you could box it in. Yeah, but what do you do with it? Yeah, incinerate it. I guess. Yeah. Do you want to leave it out because then other animals it's come around? Yeah. You're compounding the problem then. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you have to incinerate it. When you talk about a wildlife population, though, that's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of animals. It's not like a, a pound, you know, you got, or something with rabies. You know, you can kill the rab- that one and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a big Big problem. I'm glad we ain't got to worry about it here. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> so far, we don't have to worry about it here. In my head, I just heard that. Um, remember South Park, the hunter guy? The we got to thin out their numbers. <laughs> it's coming right for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Share it down. Yeah, I hope to do that in the future. Though I want to do that for pops gets to the age where he can't move around in the mountains very well. Mm-hmm. I think he? it'll be fun. Oh, God, don't give me lines. Uh-huh. 70, 70, mm-hmm. 70 and some change, something around in there. He's still getting around really good, though. So, but, yeah. Speaking uh, of pops, dude, dad's back. That's great. Yeah, he's healthy. Uh, most people know he had COVID and uh, was sick, sick for a while. But uh, he's doing great. He's back climbing trees and playing softball, complaining about things. Such a beast. <laughs> Back yeah. to normal. Back to normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. It was a it was a rocky road there yeah. for a little yeah. while. Yeah. yeah. I'm he, super he was happy. A, he was a sick individual, that's for sure. But he's a uh I mean he's a walking testimony of you know, uh you can get it and beat it. Yeah. Even though you're that age. Now I, I get it, the hunt blood's a little different. So yeah, it's it's, mm. it's definitely a little different. titanium mixed yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, whatever Wolverine's made out of. Right, <laughs> adamantium. Adamantium. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's great that he's back at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels good. Has he gone on tree jobs or yeah. still taking it easy? Yeah, he's um he's not like a hundred percent, but he can climb, and he's yeah driving and running the equipment, loading tractors, and yeah, he's doing it. He's delegating a lot more. But he'll get his endurance back. I was, I was really wanting to stay with him until I got him back, back. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a long haul to sure. get like that endurance back. But, but you got him to where he can, do yeah, it himself. A little yeah, bit. his strength is back. He's doing push-ups and exercising. He's got this uh, assault bike that he rides. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying He's to get those for all the stations. It's in my, it's in my master plan, bro. It's a, it's magic, dude. That thing. <laughs> Yeah. It's the best worst machine on the planet. Yeah. It's the I, best worst? Best worst machine on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Dude, God bless it. That assault bike is no joke. Mm-hmm. Well, good for him. Does he, does he switch back and forth between lower body and upper body yeah. with that thing? That's mm-hmm. perfect for him, dude. That's yeah. great. We talked about it and getting him, when we got him from the hospital home, he couldn't sit up. 
Sure. Like he was, if he was laying down, it's because you laid him down. If he was upright, it's because you made him upright. And we kept the bike like in the room. And that was the goal was to get to be able to sit on the bike. And it took weeks, but we got him there and we knew, he knew, you know, if I can get on that bike and be upright and ride. And then he would switch, like you're saying, he put his feet up and just do upper body and yeah. let them wear out. Then he'd pedal some. But that that's a large part of why he's back on his feet. That's great. There's a lot to be said about that. Mm-hmm. How's his mind with all this? Is he? Yeah, dude, he was he was tough in the early parts. He didn't believe that he could be well. He was so sick and so you can imagine so many years on the planet doing things exactly the way you want to do them and then so weak that you can't sit up so he got he got down i think there's like a common term for spending some time in a hospital and then what is that like i don't it's not official but like people call it like hospital delirium or something like that yeah uh there's like a i know like icu like to call it icu psychosis yeah um because melissa would say all the time because you're constantly being woken up yeah you're getting checked on every hour even at night and the machines are beeping and everything's going because there's so much beeping and stuff going on in icu that you're just barely sleeping yeah i use that as a source of humor for him in those first few days i would uh come in to see him you know and i'd make those sounds like (laughs) you know (laughs) and he would look at me he was so happy to be away from that stuff but uh it took a little while he was he could not control his emotions like just a normal conversation if there was any peak in emotion it would get he cry like spontaneously it was so weird to see him because he's never been like the emotional uh he would never do that in front of anybody sure i mean he's such an active guy that Mm -hmm. that was a complete 180 sure so that's gonna mess with him yeah yeah so uh yeah now he's he's gotten control of his emotions and he's uh active and back like he feels good he talks normal now and you know but yeah that that mental game was a big part of it yeah when did when did y'all when did y'all decide to take him to the hospital when when was that that was approximate yeah august mid to late august mid to late august yep so that put so you you basically you basically didn't go back to work from safer Correct. Basically, uh, which was, that was August, right? Wasn't yeah, that in middle August? of August. Middle of August. Yep. So on to, so you've been off for quite a stint. Mm-hmm. You're still not back. First day back tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm excited to know your boys are. Yeah. Um, dude, what's that been like for you? It's. Have you had the, have you had the itch and the, something about it? Uh, and I, I totally understand it. It's all about the people that you work with and the atmosphere that you're around. I get that, but. There's, there's something about it. After, man, after about ten days maximum, I'm like, I need to get back to work. Yeah. Or just, I don't know if it's just a habit from you know so many years of doing it and that sort of thing. But what's that been like for you? I'd like to know if it's the same for everybody. Sure. But I went through wanting to get back so bad early, and then I just maybe it was because the duty was so strong, like working with dad every day yeah it took my focus but it was like the fire department kind of disappeared and just drifted into the faded yeah and it was just focused uh time to be focused on this task and then i think it might be a healthy thing to get away for a minute um i I 
feel like there's been a reset mentally. Um, things that things that get on your nerves, things that uh, any of the negatives feel like they've washed away, and now I'm just looking forward to going back to work and focusing on like the job, you know. So yep. I, I wonder if it's the correlation of just the, the the human nature, the creature of habit, and then you break that habit, and then it's the kind of the withdrawal of the habit, I guess you could say. But then once you kind of get through that withdrawal, it's like, eh, you know, it's not so not so awful. Yeah, or something. I wonder. Yeah, I was I was at a a situation the uh, the original identified time frame is due now. You sure. know, and there was an option to extend a little bit and and try to help them do more. And I was kind of doing the math on it. It's like in the beginning, he needed assistance. You know? Holy Jesus. Man, that was a car wreck right here beside me. <laughs> yeah, poor Mike. So, uh, it's okay, it's cheap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he needed me in the beginning. And then now, I'm sure I could be useful, but it's time to get back, you know, get everything back. And I think it's good for him, too, to get back to where he's not having somebody assist him every day. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the the more he gets able to do things on his own, the less that he, probably the less that he wants you around for that reason. Yeah. Sure, there's tons of other reasons. It's like we're taking the training wheels off. Yeah, yeah. When you left, Jeremy, when you left, uh, when you left shift work and kind of went into kind of went into school full mm-hmm. steam how did you uh how did that feel with you i'm just trying to drive, <clears throat> draw correlations he he posed a question he wonders if everybody's the same whereas you know i feel 10 days or so after i've been off shift i can start getting that mm-hmm. itch like I, I need to get back to work or i'll i want to get back to work and he said he felt the same thing for a little while and then it kind of went away is it just a break in the habit or yes. okay yeah i i I don't feel like a long like I, I miss the people and I miss sure. coming mm-hmm. to work and I still get it every once in a while, but I'm and I'm so busy with school that it, I just shifted my focus to something else and uh, I don't know that <laughs> word focus. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was weird for a little bit. I'm sure, but then you know now it's my new it's my normal. Yeah, new routine. Mm-hmm. I feel weird going back to work. I'm like. Especially going back around the captain seat, I'm like, man, I can like rent in seat and forever. Right. <laughs> like probably more people qualified now. It's like you guys might want to take this over. I don't know. <laughs> How did you get there? Get you there? Y'all yeah. do the rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I like going to Rocky Point and just drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting back. Yeah, we'll be glad to have you back. That's for sure. I'm sure some of the other captains will be mad because less overtime for them. But, right. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty consistent overtime spot. Yeah, for a little while. Mm-hmm. For a little while. August is what we figured. Mid-August. Yeah. 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 Yep. August. That's when we got it. August 4th was the last day I worked before Safer. Wow. And then I worked a 12-hour shift. Post-Safer. Post-Safer, and that was it. Interesting. Yeah. I tried to... I thought Dad was, like, on the up and up. So yeah. I came back to work, and he slid backwards quite a bit. Yeah, and I remember I like, conversations. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Crazy, 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky. Uh, I hadn't had any of any of my family had any terrible bouts with it. I think most of all of them. I mean, we've been into this how long now? Two years. Yeah, getting right into yeah. years. Probably we've all had it in some way, shape, fashion, or form. But mm-hmm. nobody. I think my sister had a pretty decent 
pretty decent bout with it, but nothing past like flu symptoms. She's mm-hmm. fine. Pops is leaving. He left today and went to Africa. So yeah, yeah that's <laughs> outstanding. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's not abnormal for him. <laughs> yeah, he's he leaves the country at least a few times a year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's gone for a while, but he hadn't had any issues with it. Um, him or mom, so been blessed in that aspect. But yeah, man, yeah. about a month in. Like I said, that I agree with you. That ten days, yeah. I was like, man, I gotta get back. Like, I, you know, want to do something. They need me. Yes, bro. That's really <laughs> funny that you said that because it kind of goes into what I'm gonna bring to you. So, ten days and then a month. In that month, you start to figure out that this thing that you love and cherish and exist in the fire service, and you feel like. Like your role in it is important, you know. Like you, you poured your heart into this thing, and you care about it, so you feel like you're needed to be around. And then you start to realize, like, this rock is just spinning and going, and it's gonna keep right on going without you. There's a little bit of peace in realizing that you know what, this whole thing's gonna keep going on. The whatever I was passionate about, or liked, or disliked. It really, it really doesn't matter to some degree. You know what I mean? Like, it's not to say that you can't improve and and bring something great to your department, but for me, it was kind of nice to. The silver lining in the whole thing was this great reset for me. Like, I, mm-hmm. I was able to realize that this rock keeps on spinning, and there's a lot more to life. You know, there's so much there's so much going on and you can find yourself focused in on this one thing and then you get pulled away from it for a couple of months. It's like oh nothing changed, you know, like it didn't quit moving. Mm-hmm. Uh there's I was able to focus on some other stuff. I I really think it might be a healthy thing to take a minute away. Uh vacation time is accrued for a reason. Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh don't just save that shit up for some mm-hmm. hypothetical early retirement. Get you a two-week vacation. Hell, Go dude, by, by the time any of us get there, anybody who's listening, I mean, you spend all this time saving all this money. Think about the the moments and the memories that you've missed all along the way that you didn't take because of this, what, you're hoping for two years off the end of your 30 years or whatever it may be, so 28 years. Hell, you could even go down to 25 if you got if you for some reason had that much time. But in a 25-year span, think of how many moments and memories you missed mm-hmm. or didn't allow yourself to reset because you were trying to hoard this this time. Yeah, my Dude. dad's a prime example. Yeah? Yeah, so he um, worked for a trucking company here. That's why we moved here. And he worked seven days a week. Like, there was not – he was always doing something. He uh, They had to line up drivers for the whole week, for the next week. He'd take calls. He's even on Sundays, he'd go and just check the office and stuff. So, and he did that for, God, 30, 40 years. But, um, and he was always worried that if he doesn't, you know, they're just going to find somebody to replace him. He's going to lose his job. He did have some setbacks because the way the company did him a little bit, you know, back in the day, so it kind of made him a little paranoid. But he worked seven days a week. I don't even know what his time frame was for retirement. He was 64 when he got that cancer diagnosis, and then he wasn't able to work anymore. 
uh, that was a silver lining. That was he got to actually stop instead of just you know working seven days a week, dropping dead of a heart attack. Right. He got five months with my mom all the yeah. time, like to spend a lot of time with her. You know, it sucked. He was going through chemo and radiation, and he you know kind of wasted away, and then eventually died. But um, that's going to what you say, like, and then the company, you know, he was so he was so he had his hands around it, like it's going to fall apart if I don't control it. I mean, they 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 had it, his replacement. His replacement was already there. I mean, it was yeah. one that um, he worked with for a long time. Ray was the natural next step, but the the, the ship kept on rolling mm-hmm. without him. He tried to like work from home and have him set up stuff, and they gave him a computer, but he just didn't really do much with it. And I mean, the company's moved, the, the company's onward and upward, and yeah, you know, he wasted. You know, I, I don't know if he would agree if he wasted his time, but he could have taken more time off. Sure. And I, I see, I, I still follow the, his replacement, and his replacement's younger. He's probably in his late forties, and um, he's um, they're constantly going on vacation. Yeah, he's constantly home with the kids. He's got big boat, you know. He doesn't control it as much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's lessons to be learned. Yeah, I think one of the common misconceptions with a lot of us is we we feel, you know, that we're a spoke in this wheel. That whatever for us, it's the fire service. So we're in, in our own departments. We're the spoke in this wheel, and if you remove the spoke, you know it weakens the wheel and possibly could fall apart. When the reality is, we're not even a grain of sand stuck in the tread. Right. Um, you know that mama jam is going to keep right on getting it. And they say that a lot of uh, say a lot of military guys coming out of you know retiring out or moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you disappeared. I did. That was crazy. <clears throat> they said that that's one of their problems. A lot of things that they mentally struggle with is is the team going to be able to hear a lot in the special operations community, but is the team going to mm-hmm. is are they going to make it without me? Well, the reality is yes, but that's a hard realization sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's where a lot of they get a lot of, you know, late suicides yeah. after the guys close to retirement because or they get to retirement and have such depression because Life moved on without him, and mm-hmm. I think there's a what quote. Now? Yeah, there's a quote that uh, I can't remember. It's, it's like, "Don't let it, don't work yourself to death over a job that will have your replacement in five minutes or something like that." I Bro, think. Stanley posted that like two weeks before he died. Oh, wow! Yeah, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. There's truth in it. There's definitely truth in it. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had that this conversation before in the past, and I'm, I'll try not to divert back to it. But that replacement thing is. It's starting to be a problem. What do you mean? This replacing any of us is oh. starting to be a problem. I mean, the company's got to move on. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, to an extent, I guess. Yeah. When I let go of all the zone two stuff and everything I was doing when I left full time, it was weird. And I had I gave them lots of notice to try to transition that stuff off, but I mean, I, I gave them plenty. Like they didn't really need it, and yeah. You know, there's two sides to every story or yeah, sure. uh, two sides to a coin. So I'm sitting here saying, like, take some time off. Like, your role feels so important. Yeah. And then, you know, staying away, you realize that there are other aspects to your own life. Mm-hmm. The other side of that is departments all over push people out that are very important to that department. You know, so it's it's not so easy as you are replaceable. The truth is, you will get replaced. Is that with a quality individual or not? Or, you yeah. know, 
Yeah, so I think that's where the that's the area I was headed down is. Yeah. Um, Imagine uh, in the last. I'll throw some hypotheticals, but we lost King on the line. Imagine taking Ben Bob out. We lost Merrill. Yeah. These are these are Jay Little back in the day. Gosh, Jay Little. Yeah, Lieutenant Little. Mm-hmm. Dude, I could keep on. The qualities and mm. just just Jay Little, like his his knowledge, his like just state of being was so cool. You can't replace that, you know. Well, I mean, it's it's proof of it. I mean, it's he's been out now for God. It's got to be going on a decade. Got to be going on it. No, he was around with Captain Heath. So it was a couple of years, it was a year to a couple of years after Heath. Yeah, well, that was 2013, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's getting on a decade. Getting on yeah, it. <laughs> it's getting on a decade, but we're still talking, and we're talking about it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's relevant, right? Yeah. How many other people have left that? I mean, you have to try to dig in your brain to figure out who they were. Mm-hmm. They're not standout characters like that. I so. still tell uh, Steve Snyder stories. Yeah, <laughs> I see him all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's different. Yeah, yeah, he's a character. Yeah, we almost lost Ben Bob. Remember, he was going to go to yeah, carry. he was going to carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for if you don't know who Ben Bob is, uh, one of our episode three, three or yeah, four, episode yeah. three, three yeah. or four, yeah. early episode. Yeah, yeah, he's but, due. By the way, yeah, time for a revisit for that's sure. A, that's a great idea, but definitely one of the lead company officers in the department yeah for sure i think a lot a lot of times i know jeremy you were on shift with him for a while weren't you weren't you on shift with, under mm-hmm. ben bob mm-hmm. maybe that's see blake had a bunch of those guys under him mm-hmm. he had ben bob under him he had saunders, uh, saunders right? under yeah. him you well that's not okay right i don't count but um yeah he's had a lot of great people in our department under him ben and i started well he was already volunteering at Royal grove when i got there but he was right. for like six months I got you. And he's always been standout, even his young young years. Dude, this will be episode thirty one. And a, almost a year when we released that first one. Yeah, I think we're we're a touch over a year now, right? Mm. Started this, but the I think the first episode was in December that we released. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's good. Um, shoo! What an interesting ride it's been. I yeah. plan on sometime in January having a nice recap show <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put some flossy thing together to put on social <laughs> media or something. But, um, I like it. But, uh, shoo, we've had some talent at this table. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I've learned a lot. For sure, dude. Mm-hmm. What are your top three? Ooh, I don't want to call anybody out like that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> dude, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I've enjoyed every single mm-hmm guests that we've had down here for sure and i've enjoyed the episodes that we haven't had guests uh like we're doing right now a bro session if you will mm-hmm. but i've enjoyed a lot of the sessions that we have that never made it to air because there was a bunch of those you remember in the beginning yeah dude we had piles of those where we we're mm-hmm. trying to figure out sounds and figure out flow and camera yeah. positions and this and that god um some drunken shenanigans dude a lot yeah. of drunken shenanigans <laughs> uh after parties that never <laughs> made air <Yeah. laughs> dude i had ray and ethan in here and i was drunk and they were drunk and we went into like a full like kitchen table nobody was safe a bitching session. We, we bashed <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I was like, well, I better delete that shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a good fun run. 
Yeah, poor Ray. He's so unlucky. Uh, I pulled some stuff to do on his shows the other day, and it's, I'm missing. I'm missing both of these camera views, the audio file, everything. Just I don't know what happened. I put it all on the hard drive before I left, and now it's gone. He might still be on the computer, dude. He's so unlucky. Not the video. I guess we're just gonna have to get him back in here again. Yeah, <laughs> he was just texting me. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we'll get him in here. Yeah, absolutely. but it was it was cool when I, I at the PFF PNC conference I was just at. Like, there's a lot of people talking about the show. That's good, man. Yeah, a lot of I people. Hope it's ex- positive. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. very positive. You know, um, some of the guests that we've had on, they kind of told me how they had people approach them after their episodes and people that were suicidal and depressed and opened up to them and got to get them some help. You know, they're still walking around now because of that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how to take that. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was uh, part of the focus from day one and... As the show grows and, and, you know, different components come into making the show what it is, I don't, uh, I don't foresee us, any of us ever, I mean, even Jeremy, when you leave to go full time into school, I mean, I don't see that, I don't see that ever shifting our focus. Nah. Um, yeah. yeah, that means a lot. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. We've had some pretty polarizing folks on too. I mean, some incredible stories. That's it's great, a, man. It's a valuable thing to make it okay for somebody to just make a phone call or reach out for help from whoever. You know, like it. It's nice for it to be outside of any sort of. What's the most popular thing you've heard in fire service stuff in the last three, four years? Is data driven, this, that, and the other mm, thing. Oh, yeah. Right? And I, I don't care anything about data. Like, just. You find yourself in a spot, call a buddy, call somebody, call somebody that's been on the show that talks about it, that you know it's a safe spot. Sure. But, yeah, it's nice that it's outside of any of this trackable, I don't need any of that stuff. You know what I mean? I just want to make it normal to be like, you know what, this week was shit. Well, I don't mean to sound condescending or controversial by any means, but, I mean, when when it comes down to it, when you get outside of administration staff and folks aspiring to be administration staff, data doesn't make a shit to any of us. Yeah, it it's relatability. Yeah, it's re- yeah, it's relatability to I mean, us. I mean, it, it's important. It has its place. You I know, don't you, disagree. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you want to, you want money and a budget. Absolutely. You do show. You got to show people who don't know our job what this looks like. Here's the data to show it. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. But yeah, it doesn't. I have zero disagreements on that. What? What's that's not personable. No, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's uh, it's not relatable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't disagree. It's it's got its place. I'm glad there's people that are passionate about it because if they were <laughs> reliant on somebody like me. Our budget would equal zero. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way we're giving y'all money. What do you do with yeah. it? Uh, I don't know. We pay some people. Get some trucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. How'd you die? You died, bro. There we go. Uh, some of that magic. Put magic back on it. PFM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah what's it look like for us going well, of course we got some dude we got some good guests coming up before the end of the year mm-hmm. some interesting folks yes yeah, so y'all stay tuned in for that for sure <laughs> spoiler but, alert Josh Bazio is coming on the show oh call out mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that'll be good um, yep. Josh will be fun it'll be nice to get a uh, it'll be nice to get a guy who um, who's about 17 years old 
rode the coattails of his father through his whole career in here. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you hear this? It. No, I'm kidding. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Nah. Great dude. Yeah. Great dude. We just had our 11-year Academy graduation. Wow. Anniversary. Wow. Yeah. I think if you scroll back through my personal Facebook page, I can find some pictures of your Academy like running laps or doing something. Mm-hmm. I think so. Nice. I'll have to send you those. Yeah. Ray's got some pictures on his Facebook, too. I'm sure. Steve Snyder didn't take pictures of us. He just made us throw up a lot. He didn't take pictures of my class either. Of course, my class was before camera phones were a thing. I was getting ready to say that's probably before. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Talk about making you feel old. The uh, new guy on the back of my truck, 19 years old. Ooh. Dude. So, (laughs) zero... uh, Zero lineage in the fire service uh, at all whatsoever, I think, is what he said, best I can remember. Normally when he talks, I don't listen. But um, <laughs> Hasn't seen backdraft. That's a joke. Yeah, hasn't seen backdraft, hasn't uh, hadn't seen Ladder 49. He, it's much garbage as that is. He hadn't seen it. Backdraft is obviously real. Ladder 49 is not. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> how, else, how else do you get to learn how to throw a fire extinguisher like a grenade? Yeah, no doubt. But um, Don't learn that in the textbook. Dude, it was like, we were just a small conversation, and I was like, so, 19, so that puts you born. He was like, yeah, 2003. I was like, have you ever heard of 9-11? <laughs> yeah. He was like, yes. I was like, well, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just wild, man. That's uh, that's all the kids I'm in school with right now. That's what we got to look forward to. Yeah, they're all uh, that old. Yeah, I'm lucky, though. He's pretty – he's getting better every day. He has to be checked a little less. Every day, so that's good. Right. That's Did good. he volunteer somewhere before? Bethany. Oh, so he's one of the Chief Hall's guys. <laughs> he went right to it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. They came from the same department. They never met each other well, until the other day. Chief Hall's been gone from there. Yeah. Well, he still lives in that area, right? Chief, no, no, he doesn't. No, no his, his, uh-huh. his parents. Yeah, he still got the family. He still got some family over there. Yep. The farm. Yep. Um. But yeah, that's that's the thing with him. There's a lot of people who said that everybody knows he's from Bethany. Says yep. that. Oh, one she falls for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> know how you got the job. Yeah. <laughs> That'll have a reputation. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But no, he's um, he's he's been a learning curve for me. Uh, he's smart, thank God. Uh, but he doesn't uh doesn't feel like he deserves anything yet. So right. that's, that's good. good. That's I, good. Yeah, we hadn't had it, had too many heart to hearts yet. We had our mop the floor conversation, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Grabbed the mop and wanted to try to mop the floor. I was like, mm mm. <laughs> no. That's my job. Yeah, don't touch the mop. It's a 4 a.m. Hoffman job. Ever. Yeah. Don't ever touch the mop. <laughs> well, why? And then we had to get into that. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's okay. So, I'm like, nope, your job is in this kitchen right here. Mm-hmm. Have you had any fires with them yet? Oh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. I'm sure it'll be fine. We've done some pretty good. We've done some 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 pretty good training. Uh, you know, the best we can do outside mm-hmm. of outside of actual live fire. So, you know how many first two fires I've missed in my time away? <laughs> probably n- zero. None. Yeah, probably none. Yeah. Probably none. That feels pretty good, actually. Yeah. 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 I hope you come back and we we'll burn the world down. Yeah, we're gonna start tomorrow. I hope so. Mm-hmm. After five. After nine, at least. Well, after five, that's when I'll be there. Okay. All five. right. After five, it is. I have to have a COVID test before I go back. Um, yeah. Sore subject. Yeah. Yeah. Sore subject. 
But I think I passed my test today. I feel positive. Yeah, they sent me a text message that had a link. I clicked on it, and it doesn't do anything. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was like... I know okay. what it does do, though. Let me go to work and not get written up. That's right. Yep. It's Perfect. It, yeah. That's all I need. I don't even know do. if they care if you pass or fail. They just want to know that you participated. Yeah. So silly. Yeah. Did you jump through the hoop? That's right. Mm, yes. That was a big hot topic that the, uh, Ed Kelly, the IFF president, and yeah. Frank Lima, the GST, talked about the mandates that the IFF is fighting right now. They were in New York last week, and they're in Seattle tonight. I can't remember how many Seattle firemen are facing layoff or already laid off. They've got um, some, let, some, I can't remember what they called it, not cease and desist. Something, they've got some, whatever, lawyer stuff, courts uh, filed on a few places, but um, it's a tough battle. Going. It's a tough battle. There's precedents set, there's precedents set from like, I think there's a Supreme Court ruling from like 1905 during Jesus. a pandemic. I, I know that a new, like recent history in the last few days, a judge ordered that what the Biden administration is doing with these mandates is not constitutional. And then... They just were marching on like that didn't exist. So there's some new shit that's coming yeah. to light. And they're trying to to get, well, I guess, with these OSHA states that you can't just give a one-size-fits-all, you know, what affects Charlotte doesn't affect Wilmington as much, mm-hmm. or Raleigh, or Botancus, you know. Yeah. Each, each place has got high COVID rates. Some have low. Some have high vaccine rates. Some have low. Um but it's typical government to yeah. do the shotgun effect. Fit all. Yeah. What the sh- shotgun effect is, we got a minute problem rather than trying to, you know, trying to find pinpoint solutions that work. Yeah. You know, we just, we just, mm-hmm. what's good for the goose is good for the gander, and that's going to be the way it is. And I think the big message IFF sending to people is like, you've got to give, you can't just all of a sudden just mandate, you got nine days to make, like New York, you got nine days to make a decision. You've been working nonstop in the pandemic with like barely anything, you know, they were, you know, loading up refrigerator trucks full of bodies up there. They were given, like, power to, like, declare people dead and just throw them in a truck. So long, working without a vaccine with less protection, and all of a sudden it's like, nope, nope, now you got nine days. Make a decision mm-hmm. or, or walk. And so there's, like, that's the biggest thing is they're trying to tell these leaders, like, you can't, you've got to give time to talk. My thing is the whole the whole push on the vaccine, this is from local government, is has been health. It's been health the whole time. It's it's health for you. It's health for me. It's health, 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 health. Well, just like you just stated with the same thing that's going on in New York, when we were working, so much to the fact that we were appreciated for the extra work we did via pay compensation, that our health just didn't seem to be that big of a deal then. But it's such a big deal now that it's affecting it's affecting my everyday life when I'm off of work. Like I have to, I have to schedule my testing days to fall in my seven day window, and that can if I take the first day or the last day of a tour off, that seven day window is is affected because then I have to travel. And I'm unique because I live outside of the county. That's my choice. I'm not saying that, but if, even if you lived in county, you have to take time on your own off of work to go do that before you can go back to work. So now they're controlling your off time. And I can't think of, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of somebody else and put it in a different situation. Uh, a county commissioner or a county manager 
they can't drink alcohol while they're on the clock. But when they get off of work, they're at liberty to do whatever they want. Well, I'm not like that when it comes to COVID and getting these tests. So I don't understand. I don't, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it. And I've never felt my individual liberties be so pushed to the side as I have recently. And I mean, I'll play your game and all that kind of stuff. That's fine. I'll, I'll completely understand and comply to having a negative COVID test prior to coming back to work. But not to the point where I'm being contacted on days off because I'm outside of a seven-day window. I haven't reported back to work. So why does it, why, why do you, why does it matter? Why does it matter? So that's, that's my biggest gripe, I guess. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to anybody else? It does. I was riding down the road today thinking about this, how hard it's being pushed, you know? And I was like, nobody's ever made me go to PTs. You know what I mean? Nobody's ever been like, Get your ass down to PTs and get that burger. You know why? I felt that way sometimes, but yeah, yeah. you, yeah, you did I've, it to us. I've made people go to PTs. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Like anything good, you don't have. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna grab a fresh can too. Dude, don't interrupt your thought for that. Well, don't don't ruin great. The whiskey. the completion of that is it's being pushed so hard. It makes the people like myself who haven't gotten vaccinated. That's like, why is it being pushed so hard? Like, a cheeseburger is good. I'll go just get it. But this thing, you're pushing so hard, it's like something's up. It doesn't pass the smell test. To me, that the, the end goal has not, been, has not been defined. What's the end goal? Do you want 100% vaccinated employees? Is that the end goal? And if it is, say that. They can't. They can't, exactly. No. So what is the end goal? I'll tell you what I think the end goal is. The end goal is perpetual patience. So now you got the vaccine. Well, that doesn't count. You got to get the booster. And and the booster three now is not good because the next variant's coming out. So now you're back to being unvaccinated. You need the booster four, five, seven, ten, whatever. Like they've got this control thing. People love control. No, I love like power. having control. Yeah, yeah. sure. But I that's my personal opinion. I think that's what this whole thing's about. I don't know. And even still, wrong. even still, if that's the end goal, then that's fine. So what do you think but the motive, motive tell is? me. Like, tell me. Financial ties to drug companies, like probably. I'm sure that's a little bit of it. That and just good old-fashioned power. Just power. Yeah. Imagine being the, the guy in the castle that gets to uh, dictate and rule and tell everybody what you got to do. You can't you can't go to work unless you follow my orders. That's gotta feel fucking good to somebody, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They won't even consider. Like I've had COVID. I had two sometime. Yeah, down the so, line. so now I'm I'm loaded up full of these antibodies and uh, memory B cells. I'm not good on my science. Yeah, thanks. Memory B cells. Yes. Yeah. So, In but that doesn't count. You know. Because there, I guess there wasn't a financial gain. Somebody didn't get to profit off of my memory bees. So there's a there's oil in the water somewhere. Something's up. Um, yeah. I mean, they they say that the I mean, antibody immunity is wanes eventually. Kind of like colds, you build up antibodies. It's high, but somewhere around three months is when 
it kind of loses its effectiveness. You know, some you'll have immunities forever, um, but some wane. So I, I, mean, would, I, I, don't really, I haven't really studied much on the – there's really not much about data. They're, they're studying study. it now. I mean, they, yeah. they have studies now, but uh, – It's know. just weird they don't even consider it. Like, let's say it does right. wane after three or six or 12 months. It's a shotgun, one size fits all. Yeah. Yeah, this, this month, I'm a stud. Like, got them thick lines. I got the thick lines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, it's laziness. Yeah. Until I see fairness, I I just I'm not going to participate. They haven't portrayed a message to me yet that resonates where it actually is my safety that is their concerned mm-hmm. my health. Everything has not felt like my best interest. They are trying to do what's best for my best interest. I haven't mm-hmm. felt that. That genuine feeling of, well, it's like uh, the progression in turnout gear or the progression in nozzle technology, hose technology. That feels good to me. Mm-hmm. There's money in it, sure. There's a race to be the top of those industries, mm-hmm. both of those examples, all three of those examples that I just gave you. But the end goal is still, and the, the thought is still to make me better at my job, to keep me healthier, to keep me safer, and to provide me aid in providing the service that we do more mm-hmm. effectively. That's the end goal for all of them. There's money along the way, and that's why they have a business. But you don't see a hose company coming up with some brand new hose without any kind of data backing their product and just saying, this is the best. You got to have it. Or we're shutting your, shit or down. We're shutting your department down. Yeah. 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 So, or... If you choose not to run this type of nozzle, you can't be on this hose line. Yeah, for the next seven days. You can go to another hose line and run that one, but not this one. Mm. COVID talk. Yeah. Yeah, so I got a call today in reference to my my COVID status. I've been off work. That is the most ridiculous. And they fired all those part-timers that weren't. Working. If if I uh, say if my thing is if you if you refused okay, it if you if you show up you know if you take one you know you you know you're gonna be working and they require you to have one within so many days of returning to work yeah but to make you guys come in even if you're off that's right if like I said forcing you to come in on your off days if Are you're they paying can you clock it can you log it in tell staff no no you, you will not be paid. Here's my thing. If you can get if if I'm outside of my seven day COVID window and I come in to, and I'm and I'm ready to come back to work in the testing center now because the testing center hours are so constricted now, it's not eight to five anymore. It's like two hours. It's weird, very weird. Today, eleven to two. That was the testing center hours. Most days it's four thirty to six thirty. I get that. Accommodate people getting off work. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Nobody wants to go get tested right after they get off work trying to get to the house. So, but anyway, uh, so if the testing center doesn't open until 4.30, I'm outside of my seven-day window, why can't I take personal time up until that time? Mm -hmm. That's a problem. You see, the the problem starts when you get past that seven-day window. It's a phone call immediately. Who? From who? The county or yes. not fire? Right? No, no, no. Because fire no, doesn't know. They don't care. Yeah. Nor do they care. I'm. This is no fault of county fire whatsoever. I have yeah. no quorums with them at all. It is all 100% county. 
like me today. I'm off tomorrow till I go get a COVID test. But I was contacted today and asked if I had a test. And I said, no, I haven't had a test yet. It was a misunderstanding in my schedule and the way that the testing center was closed last week due to the holiday. I'll take fault in it, whatever. Uh, I was like, it's fine. I'll just take personal time. Until then, I'll get a COVID test and I'll just come back to work. The reply was, okay, I hope it's that easy. Yeah, I'm fully expecting to be written up for it, even though I have not reported for duty without a test. Okay, I hope it's that easy. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm anticipating, and we don't have to air this by any means. But if I get written up tomorrow, it'll be relevant. Right. <laughs> yeah, Stuff was telling me that um, anybody can just leave work, leave shift to go get their COVID test. Absolutely. Without, and without telling them, no, they, they, they're not supposed to tell them. And like all of a sudden, you just, you're downing a company. That's right. Your customer service goes away. Yeah. And I know officers that that for several a, hours. Example. Yes. And then it could be multiple companies because you don't know when who's leaving. Who's you think going. about it? If you handcuff it to if you handcuff it to two hours a day, and a shift like we get on a, a, ra- a rotation. If you go the last day of every tour, you're good. You stay in your seven day window. You're square. Everything's fine. Okay. Well, if everybody on your shift goes that, so you're going to have the possibility of having several companies down to two. Yeah. What's that do for your customer service? Like ele- between the hours of eleven and two, which is prime. Most of the time it's four to six. If you'll, if you'll run data and figure out when our highest call volume is. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like to think I'm a logical guy for the most part. And I can do things that I don't agree with. That's fine. You just have to do a semi-good job at explaining to me why. Doesn't right. even have to be great. Just semi-good. Yeah. Is the city doing anything similar? <laughs> I have no idea what I don't they're know. doing. I've never heard anything. But the sheriff's department runs around with their shirts off. I'm that's I'm just trying hyperbole there. Oh. No masks, no vaccines, oh, no, nothing. They just run around with their shirts off. I know the city is doing uh, some forced OT right now. Yes. Keith was mm. talking about that. Yeah. 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 Moon just got forced. Forced mm. OT. Mm-hmm. No, no, he called it. He didn't call it forced OT. He called it mandatory, mandatory overtime. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, because nobody likes forced yeah. lingo. That, remember, that, remember that? They didn't like us calling it being forced. Mm-hmm. We don't like that. We it's holding over. I'm like, we're forced to stay here. Yeah, yeah. We can't leave. Stop. Yeah, don't yeah. stop sugarcoating it. That's mm-hmm. why I keep a, <laughs> a, an unopened beer in my car. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit! I already drank. Yeah. Seven oh one. How bad? Yep. Kegs and eggs. I have a problem. Yep. <laughs> 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 this is not cold at all. <laughs> That's my problem. Oh my god, it's craziness, man. Strange times. I'm interested to see how long it's going to last. I mean, we're seeing we're seeing declines in numbers. I'm hoping that's going to be the trend. Mm-hmm. You know, now, well, what they're ta- I heard- now they're talking about this Delta Plus coming in i don't i don't know the exact variant on this one um i thought that the vaccine was still providing some protection of that which would in theory mean the antibodies you have mm-hmm. and i have we should help with that but i don't know your basil hayden's good yeah that's some things listeners can start pitching new ideas for for bourbons our shelf is 
it's full of some interesting things. Mm-hmm. So we need them to keep sending those suggestions. We take them. Yeah. Yeah. We use them. Josh Chambliss has sent me a handful of good ones. Oh, yeah. He's that we need like, to, yeah, he's a bourbon. He's a connoisseur. He, what's a good word? Sommelier. Or sommelier. Schmillier. Okay. I want to hear you say it. <laughs> he's an enthusiast. <laughs> he's a he's bourbon a, enthusiast. Enthusiast. It's a good yep. part of bringing that show back. Bourbon nerd. He's a bourbon nerd. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. Bourbon nerd. Yeah. There was a, there's a local place that uh, does gin and stuff like that. And apparently they End just. days. That's it. Mm-hmm. E-O-D? E-O-D? Yeah, end of days distillery. Yeah, they, they just came out with a, a bourbon or yep. a whiskey or something. We're going to have to try that. Yeah, yeah they're right there Hello. on Castle Street. Uh, right. Hello. Castle 17th-ish. Can't be brewing stuff in our backyard and let's not know about it. I know. Yeah. That ain't how this works. It's right there. Yeah. Wasn't on Yellowstone, nothing happens in this valley without me knowing about it. That's another show I got, apparently got to start watching. You haven't watched any of No. That? Don't. That's what they were talking about last night at yeah. the convention. You'll be hooked. Don't. It's a great show. Did you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? Yes. Okay, so it's the Western version of okay. Sons of Anarchy. And I can tell you why, but I don't want to be a spoiler alert. There's a character in... It won't really matter. There's a character in Yellowstone. His name is Travis. I don't think you end up seeing him until maybe the third season or something like that, but he's the writer for Yellowstone. He was the cop, one of the cops in Sons of Anarchy on seasons one through three. Oh, okay. So the darkness, that's why I get the, I've been, I just found this out like two days ago. Not my mind was blown. Cause I've been telling Holly from the get go. I was like, isn't this just like the Western version of Sons of Anarchy? <laughs> She's like, yeah, there's a lot of similarities. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. The writer played in Sons of Anarchy. So, pretty cool. Hmm. Fun fact, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any of what you're talking about. So, I'm, I'm getting ready to have a month break from school, so I will definitely yeah. fill it with some Yellowstone. Yeah. If you've never watched Sons of Anarchy, I suggest it. You've there's, never watched Sons of Anarchy? There's only yeah. nine seasons. If you binge it, you can be through it, it gets, in like six days. It gets <laughs> it gets weird in the end, like all shows normally do. But Is it zombies? No. It's like it's a like motorcycle gang. Motorcycle gang. It's, it's, like a, it's good. Like a 1%er, like Hells Angels type, but they're based out of California. And it's just drama, violence. You'll enjoy it. It's very all good. Right. You yeah. would enjoy it. And then Yellowstone is the Western version of that. So cattle farming, same thing. All right. So rival cowboy gangs. That's it. Oh, okay. Ish, kind of. Is it land disputes? When basically. Is it, when does it take place? What era? Oh, it's modern. Oh, it's modern. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, it's modern. Hmm. It's a walking Dodge commercial. I mean, it's <laughs> airs every. Yeah, it's. They still ride horses, but it's yeah. Dodge trucks. That's it. I mean, they still ride horses out there in Montana and Utah. They still the cattle farmers still use that. We don't do that here. Right. Funny story, by the way. Little caveat here. So I was in the shop working on a table the other evening. <clears throat> it got to be about three o'clock in the afternoon. My big bay door's open on my shop, and I just happened to be looking out the bay door, and a calf shoots across my backyard into the bean field. <laughs> I was like, odd. And then this Nissan Maxima, black Nissan <laughs> Maxima. Flying down the farm path across the bean field after this cow, and I was like, "Weird." So my neighbors earlier that day, uh, they're Hispanics. They live across the street, but they were pulling like these six by six posts at the back of their car. My mind says that they were trying to, they were they they were going to build a, a place to put a calf 
so they can raise it and probably kill it and eat it. Good yeah. on them. Yeah. I don't. That's perfect. I like the idea. And they just didn't know anything about cows or calves, and it had got loose and they were chasing. Probably just some chicken wire. <laughs> yeah, but um, so that's where my brain was going, and then my dog is after the maxima. Don't care about the calf. She's after the maxima. She's gone. <clears throat> so I, I kind of watched this unfold for a few seconds. I step outside my shop, and I'm looking out there in the field. And I mean, they're probably several hundred yards away by now. So I'm kind of watching this unfold, and they're out there, you know, doing this number, <laughs> trying to get the calf to, like, turn around and go back. In the maxima? Yeah, well, one's in the maxima, one's out. And they're I, doing this. I thought you were going to say the cow went back into maxima. No, no, no. They were doing <laughs> this, you know, trying to get the, ma- yeah. the cow to go back the other way. And I was like, well, that's not going to work. But... I just kept my mouth shut for a little bit and didn't participate. <clears throat> and then several minutes went by and the, the calf started running the opposite way again. So I got in my truck and I went down there <clears throat> and I picked the little Mexican boy up and I was like, hey, when I stop the truck, make sure the truck, I said, when I jump out of the truck, make sure the truck stops. He said, okay. I said, and then there's a strap in the back of the truck. Bring me that strap. <laughs> so we get up. <laughs> So I gun it, get up beside the calf, kick my door open. I'm riding halfway in the seat, halfway out of the seat. So we get up beside the calf. He gets just behind me just a little bit. So I dump it. And I'm out of the truck. And I jump down, grab it, get it on the ground. Got my knee in its neck, just waiting. And so he does. He stops the truck, puts it in park, gets out, gets the strap. I hobble its legs together. We put it in the bed of the truck. And it's going nuts, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the poor Lemetsky boy, I don't think he had any idea that this was going on. I mean, that cow was <laughs> raising hell, yeah. right? <clears throat> and it's only, it's got to be maximum two days old. Uh-huh. Maximum. So it's, you know, that thing's over <laughs> back there going nuts. <clears throat> Couldn't find out it's not even his cow. He <laughs> stole a cow from something? No, it's not even his cow. He oh. stole a kid. There is cows across the street from me, across the road from me. Mm-hmm. One of them had just gotten out, and he was trying to be Good Samaritan and go uh, get it. <laughs> so, funny story, but it was, it was weird. It would be funny if you were like aiding and abetting them stealing a calf. No, that would have been funnier. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe a not so great of a climax to the story, but it was, it was just funny how it happened. It was cow. <laughs> Maxima. <laughs> huh. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Botanicus. Yeah. <clears throat> Typical Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make the front page of the paper? Nah, dude, we ain't got no paper. Yeah, <laughs> got no paper. I remember when I was in uh, either middle school or high school, I went to this church retreat at uh, one of those like youth youth uh, weekends. I can't remember where it was. Somewhere towards the mountains, there was a field nearby with cows in it. So that was the biggest thing. Us city guys, uh, the city kids, were like, let's go cow tipping. Yeah, it's a great idea. No, it's not. Yeah, it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out so well. <laughs> I think I ended up like almost breaking my ankle. And uh, yeah. Cows no. don't sleep standing up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're driving through the country, you see them all laying down. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were at no clue. I know. I don't want to spoil it for the future cow tippers out there, but yeah. that's a great idea. You should go up to that cow and try to push it over. It's a great idea. In the dark when it can't see you. It's uh-huh. a great yeah, idea. Direct, walk up from behind. Yeah. Perfect idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's totally asleep. Yeah. <laughs> cow tipping. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Cow tipping. Cow tipping, snipe hunting. Snipe hunting. Oh, that's yeah. a real thing. That's big in scouts. That's a real bird. Yeah, we teach that. It's a real bird. Mm-hmm. Google it. 
You got to stand there with that, that duffel bag open. Yeah. We use pillowcases. Yeah, pillowcase, sleeping bag sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wait. Yeah. You got to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not quiet, <laughs> mm-hmm. it won't work. <clears throat> I hope next show, I'm telling you about the multiple first two fires that we've gotten since I've been back. Ooh. Yeah, me too. That'll be Sunday, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, Sunday evening. So we need to run two tomorrow after five. Yes. Two on Saturday. Three Perfect. on Saturday. Okay. Whatever. All day Saturday be fine with me. Yeah. At least two <clears throat> per shift. Would be as long great. as it's not a hopper fire at LP. Yeah. Do you have that win on that one? No, thank yeah. God. Boring. Yeah. I've played that game before. I've been over there twice. Oh, that. yeah. I, I've done it once. Boring. Just sticking a hose on to the just letting it carry up the chute. It's a lot of standing around. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of fire in that hopper, and yep. for some reason, they won't let me get inside of that. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't mm. think I'd want to be in there. That would not be a good idea. I still want to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> if there's fire in there. Yeah. You want to cut this one off? Yeah, I'm ready yeah, to go. Yeah, shut on. her down. What's up, gang? It's Matt from Primary Complete. We've been getting a lot of questions from folks wanting to know how they can support the show. Honestly, it's crazy to us that people are even interested in this. But to answer the question, there are several ways. The biggest way is whatever platform you choose to listen to the show, rate it and leave a comment. The more five-star ratings we get and comments we get, the more our show is exposed on these platforms. Another is just talking to your friends. If you're sitting at the firehouse kitchen table and somebody shares a situation or something they're going through and you can remember a guest that we had or a past episode they may benefit from hearing, just suggest it to them. Lastly, if you feel so inclined, there's a donation link on the Primary Complete Podcast website. We can't possibly say thank you enough for all the love and support that you have sent our way. It's humbling to say the least and we are continually grateful.